Hello, everyone. I am Mark L. Vincent. I am the director of the Convene Consulting Network. This uh, role lets me talk with a lot of people, and I really enjoy that. And chief among them are folks who are in the consulting network themselves. And today I get to have a little bit of a conversation with Marita LaChapelle, and she is the founder of Align Financial, and she does a lot of work with, get this mix, CFOs, people who are running the processes and even the production, and people who care very much about their faith and financial lives being in alignment. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, that intersection today and why that all matters. So Marita, I'm very glad you're here with me and I look forward to what we might be able to reveal to people who are uh, faith-centered and owners and, and run, uh, people who run uh, their businesses. So I'm gonna start out by asking you what your definition of alignment is. Take it away from buzzword space for us. Let's make it practical. What What's your working definition of alignment? Because you Put it right into the title of your business. Right, right. Uh, thank you, Mark, for having me here. I'm really mm -hmm. excited about it. Um, I would say uh, alignment from an organizational perspective speaks to when you have the key elements all uh, working together um, to obtain the results that you intend. And that starts with your, your vision and your heart that, it's, that it is aligned with your purpose. Um, that you have the organization. I, I have referenced something that is called the six rights. So hmm. when, you, when you think about in an organization that once you understand really clearly your purpose and what you can accomplish with the organization, that you've aligned your people and culture with that, that you have aligned your processes around that, you've aligned your system and technology, you've aligned your information which includes information and how you're analyzing the financial results of the organization and you're aligning your rewards and your compensation um, around that as well so that you have all systems moving in the same direction to accomplish the same result and outcome. So there's something in what you just said that I want to double check and make sure I heard correctly. So alignment here isn't all just alignment of processes like hard skill machinery it is also an alignment of some soft skill kinds of things like company culture yes. workplace happiness and those kinds of things am i hearing you correctly absolutely absolutely i think mm -hmm. when you ignore any one of those things it can really derail the financial results of the company and um so it is important, I think, for, for owners and, and everyone to be really concerned about all of those elements. And they speak to one another a lot. Um, so when, when you are working to improve your processes through lean or other methodologies that you might select, you will, in, uh, by virtue of doing that, you have an opportunity to speak into the culture as well and have great impact on the culture. And I think sometimes when people do it improperly, they can negatively impact culture unintentionally. Hmm. So I hear you talking like a true chief financial officer here, uh, where you are thinking about the whole of the enterprise, how all those things interplay, and then how that can be reportable 
certainly financially. And uh, in a lot of my work, I'm meeting people who have that title but are not functioning that way. Uh, they're not thinking about alignment as you're describing it. And it's so important for that kind of reporting. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about some of the pitfalls here, because we're aligning processes that produce a product, uh, processes that produce a person who has to lead the organization that produces that product, and then being able to measure it and report on it in accurate ways, but also ways that give visibility to those who own the business. So what, what are some of the pitfalls that get in the way of, of doing that, that you keep running across? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. I would say the first one is um, when people don't have good alignment across the organization into the view of what is the value that they add from a customer's perspective, because every organization ultimately exists because they can add value to their ultimate consumer or customer. And if if you as a leadership unit or your people who are actually doing the work don't understand how they bring value to the customer and are not aligning their processes and, and their work streams to make sure that they are keeping the customer value front and center and are aligning to that, it can, it can cause a lot of waste in the organization and it can erode the financial results of the organization. And, and ultimately can make it difficult for you to be competitive in the market if you lose sight of that. So that is a pitfall that I think um, sneaks in that people lose sight of that, uh, lose sight of that customer center focus. Um, another one that often happens is when the rewards, meaning compensation incentive programs are not, are not aligned to where the company wants to go. Um, had an opportunity to do some significant work for an organization and changing compensation can be really difficult. You are talking about people's pocketbooks and paychecks. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when, when the incentives steer employees to make certain decisions and, and, you know, people are smart. If there's an incentive out there, they, they know how to maximize it. That's why it works as an incentive. And if that's steering them in a slightly different direction than the company actually wants to go or in a direction that is not customer centric, um, th that tension can be significant. So mm -hmm. ensuring that you have really examined what the implications are of all of the compensation systems so that it is aligning towards that customer value and, and the direction that you want to, the purpose that you have as an organization can be another really important thing. Um, Another pitfall is when the financial details, the, the way in which you're analyzing or presenting information in financial statements doesn't really align with the strategic business units that you have in place or uh, present the information in a consumable way that facilitates good decision making. That's another key misalignment. Um, that can really impact or make it more difficult for the organization to be as successful as they want. So I think you're starting to see how the various pieces can really um, mm -hmm. come together and why I called out all six of them um, being in alignment in order to really help the organization be effective. Right. Uh, you know, we do a discussion guide with these following uh, so that people can take it to a key leadership conversation. I think it will be important that we you know, identify those six areas so that they can do a quick 
kind of assessment where <laughs> where are we you know really doing it well and what what made us say oh my and then you know they can take some next steps i think you've already pointed to some of the things that can happen to overcome them just by how you've described what those pitfalls are uh, but what I notice is that it is um, with this kind of alignment, you use the word consumable, which means the owner, uh, the, the person who has to actually make strategic decisions, has it much more unpacked for them. We could ironically say also more focused uh, for right. them. So from an owner's perspective now, not just the person inside the company, we have these what I described earlier, this intersection that you bring to this because of the background you have as a CFO and the background you have with lean and process and, you know, looking at it and unpacking it and figuring out where things are, are broken and not connected. And then how those who uh, have the stewardship of the value of the company then live out their values and are able to reinvest or show generosity and so forth. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about what the end is as that information comes out of that alignment. I, I hope my question makes sense. Yeah, it does, Mark. It, make, it makes perfect sense to me because it, it, it really is at the core of why my company exists. Um, you know, when, when we think about the concept of everything we have belongs to God and, and that, you know, he's the, the owner of all the resources and that which he's placed in our hands is our responsibility to manage effectively to his glory and for his purpose. I mean, for, for business owners, that's, that's a really big statement. Um, it, it's easy to think about that in terms of cash in your pocket or, or how you manage, you know, in a, in that kind of an environment. But when you think about that from a company's perspective and the responsibility you have as a steward of that company, it means to run that company to the very best you possibly can financially and in the way that you impact the employees of the organization um, and in the way that you deliver value in the marketplace and speak to your customers and provide value to your customers. So I think that uh, the responsibility of bringing together solid financial management developed through really intentional customer focus, great processes that allow employees the right and ability to be creative, to recognize their knowledge so they can contribute daily into adding value and in being an army of problem solvers so that you as the owner and or management team can stay focused on how you continue to leverage your organization to add value in, in the marketplace, um, maximize the earning power that you have so that you can contribute back in the way that God wants you to. Um, and you know, from an estate planning perspective, not only thinking about the here and now, but also that long-term perspective of, of how your company will be passed on or grow through the generations, whether that is through your own family's uh, transfer or transfer to employee groups or future ownership groups um that that's what really keeps me excited about yeah. the work that i do <laughs> you know, <it> sure shows <laughs> uh i'm wondering if you could take one more step back because somewhere along the way you woke up to this like you could see it and your faith connected to it so deeply and you didn't have it compartmentalized it was 
integrated and just right there. So how did that develop for you? Where, where along the way did it become something that feathered together into this intersection? Yeah. You know, I, I started out my career, I went to college in accounting and what I, I chose it for, you know, I scored well on an assessment said I could be good in accounting. And I said, what's that? <laughs> and, and I started down that path in the traditional sense. And I, I would have to say, I didn't love it. I didn't, I didn't love doing taxes. I didn't love doing auditing. Um, and I migrated pretty quickly into management advisory services. Um, and in doing that, in helping people implement information systems, computer systems, gleaning out the right information so they could make good financial decisions, um, I ran head up against lean process improvement happening primarily in the manufacturing sector and um, recognized that this, this was something that needed to merge together with what I was doing instead of being at odds with one another. Um, and when I started learning about that and embracing that, I, I could just feel the passion inside of me when I watched the impact that it has on switching from the traditional top-down, managers will tell you what to do, you just do it, um, kind of decision-making, to embracing the fact that a manager's job is to bring information, resources to employees, give them permission um, for creative problem solving. Um, one of the books that I read that was really uh, impactful to me is uh, from uh, Daniel Pink. Mm, sure. That uh, drive that talks about, you know, what is it that really drives employees to give their best and talks about autonomy and mastery and um, contribution or purpose. And, and for me, that is what lean really brings to the surface. You, you allow them to have the contribution, you give them permission to become, you know, to recognize their mastery over what they do every day, um, bring them resources so that, so that they can make a difference because everybody wants to make a difference in what they do. And you're really mm -hmm. allowing that to happen. So the, the fact that, by the way, you can often get tremendous financial results out of doing it that way, you've, you've empowered and engaged employees, you recognize their contribution, um, you help them turn their focus because everything about Lane is customer center focused um, and you get better results. And so, so you just lifted the whole organization. You've, you've been able to um, speak into their personal lives be, and, and then often that gives you opportunity to speak about a whole lot of other things, you know, including your faith and, and why you are what you do and why you run the company the way that you do. Um, so, bringing that together. And then my final work experience was uh, bringing all of that from the manufacturing environment into the financial services organization, uh, where I had not worked before, but then became um, more embedded into that arena and that of financial advisory services, including bringing process improvement to the financial advisory process mm -hmm. itself. And um, I really started to see the connection between all of these things, you know, that God prepares you through your lifetime for that which, you know, your, your unique purpose. And I could really see how all of these things do come together. The financial background as a CPA, the, the, the knowledge about how to really impact the results of an organization through process improvement, and then how to help owners see that they're, they're not just doing this so they can become richer and more wealthy, but mm -hmm. that they are doing it for uh, the benefit that they can bring in their intended purpose and how God wants them to use the wealth creation 
instrument that he's placed in their hands. Wow. I am struck by the fact that we are talking here about the product of lifelong learning. Uh, you have uh, remained open and accumulated skill. And I can't help but observe that developing alignment in an organization is much more likely to happen for people, uh, ownership and executive leaders who are lifelong learners themselves, rather than uh, I want more of what I already know and it just needs to have a different kind of cover color or something on the report. Um, and that 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 really that really stands out here that this is about adaptive learning, generating improvements as you go, which puts it much more in the C-suite because this is um, a very complex reality and it's not going to be done just through one channel sales for instance, couldn't produce what we're talking about. And a CFO couldn't produce it all by themselves either. It's it's where all of these pieces come together and it needs to serve the ownership and, and the board. I think it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. You, you've stated that really well, Mark. And once you get it all in alignment, you're not done because the environment will shift and change. Look, look, at, the, look at how much the whole coronavirus and, 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 and pandemic caused organizations to need to shift and need to shift rapidly and realign absolutely every single one of these things that I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be an extreme example, um, but at no time can a company think that they have now gotten everything aligned and now we can march forward and feel like mm-hmm. things are gonna remain that way with confidence because your customer needs are gonna shift Uh, Systems will shift, technology shifts, uh, your personnel will shift over time, every single one of those components. So you do need to be adaptive, you need to be Mm -hmm. responsive, you need to be paying attention and ready for the next change that will happen so you can stay in alignment. Yeah. The the members of uh, Convene's CEO forum teams represent um, a broad spectrum of where they might be in the uh, arc of organizational development, let alone whatever their you know financial size is. Just you know, are they in an entrepreneurial stage, or they're trying to get to operational excellence, or they mature and need to somehow get a new spark going. They're they're all over the place with that, and as a result, they would also be all over the place with where they are with alignment. Mm-hmm. So my last question of you goes to the person who's responsible for a company. They're they're performing well. They they care, but this is a new subject for them. Like. They're, they're, they're kind of getting dinged by what we're talking about and wondering what practical first step, not just the next step, a first step to really start moving toward alignment might be. If that question came to you in some form, other than the great consultant question, it depends, <laughs> what, or consultant answer, what would you say to them? Yes, I would say... Uh, to take those six elements uh, that I named, so I'll, I'll just buzz over them uh, quickly Please again. Please do, yeah. Your, your vision and purpose, your people and culture, processes, infor- excuse me, technology and systems, information and rewards. And then as a, as, whether it's you as an entrepreneur and you represent the entire leadership or you have a leadership team, um, spend some time intentionally focusing on each one of those and think about 
what, what is right about that? And what are the pain points that we're experiencing in that area? And just move through every single one of them. And it will start to help you recognize the components that perhaps where you do have great alignment that you can leverage and also start to help you identify what are the key problem areas that you might want to dig into first, where you've got the most significant misalignment and therefore might want to start um, creating some intentional problem solving around. Oh, great. Well, Marita, I know that you are in demand and you do a lot of great work with organizations. And if someone wants to reach out to you, they'll be able to do that because we'll put your name and contact information Thanks. at the bottom. But given that, I also know that you would help them get in touch with the best possible resource. So I, I want to say thank you for joining me for this conversation. And uh, I wish you well and look forward to more with you in the future. And uh, to all of you who were watching or listening to this, we want to thank you for giving us some time. Uh, do, we do want to point you toward that discussion guide where you can take it further with other leaders in your organization. And for now, we'll say farewell. Thank you, Mark.